0: Vampires do exist, and this one we fight, this one we face. Has the strength of 20 or more people, and you can testify for that, Mr. Harker.
1: But he can also control the meaner things of life, the bat, the rodent, the wolf. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as fog, and vanish at will. Now all these things Dracula can do, but he is not free. He must
0: rest in the sacred earth of his homeland to gain his evil power. It is here that we must find him and destroy him utterly. Mr. Morris, your bullets will not harm him. He must be beheaded. I suggest you use your big bowie knife. Well, I wasn't planning on getting that close, Doc.
1: Hey, everyone, welcome to The Boot!
0: That's right, it's The Boot! We're recasting classic movie reboots, so Hollywood doesn't have to do it.
1: We're just taking a little bit off their plate.
0: Some remakes are fine. I think we should go so far as to say, like, a Hollywood, fire all your therapists. Like, you're fine, your problems are fine. solved.
1: Yeah, just believe in yourself again. <laughs> Guys, I'm Brian Flynn, and in a box of dirt on a train making her way across the Baltics. It's kind of Trent. Kind of, how are you?
0: I'm good. I thought they were in a ship.
1: Oh, yeah. They're in a ship in the beginning and then the the men take a train to Transylvania. Guys, it's October and you know what that means. Pumpkin Spice. (laughs) But also horror movies. Ken and I are starting a month of horror films just for you. Because
0: it's the spooky time of year. It's
1: it's the spooky time.
0: (laughs) And – I think we should say I'm sorry for Kevin Costner month. Why? Hashtag Costnerthon 2018 did not get a great <laughs> response. The downloads, friends, we gave you Costner and you said no, thank you.
1: Much, much <laughs> like the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, well, hopefully this month we'll get you back. This week we were talking about the 1992 horror. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a horror Ep- drama epic? romance. <laughs> The Francis Ford Coppola classic Bram Stoker's Dracula starring Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves, and Sadie Frost. Uh, But before we get into this, uh, I'm going to say miracle of a movie, uh, (laughs) we have to get into some reboot news. And to start it off, the greatest love letter to Joshua Jackson (laughs) ever.
0: Listen, I – If you remember, and I mean, maybe you didn't listen to this episode, but if you remember, I cast Joshua Jackson as as Frank Farmer in The Bodyguard, and I got a hearty chuckle from one Mr. Brian Flynn because he thought that was crazy. And somebody at Comic Book Review had a little something nice (laughs) to say about Joshua Jackson.
1: Um, I'll just read this person's... Let's get the author on on record because I think Dylan Baldy.
0: Hmm.
1: I hope I pronounced that right. As Paramount mulls over a future version of Star Trek without Chris Pine, now is a good time as any to revisit J.J. Abrams' original shortlist, those who come so close to donning the captain's shirt, but ultimately didn't make it. Dawson's Creek alum Joshua Jackson was one such hopeful. He auditioned for the role of James T. Kirk in 2007, along with future Guardians of the Galaxy star Chris Pratt and Cloverfield alum Mike Vogel, but ultimately lost to Chris Pine. Like Pine, Jackson was something of a dark horse and an unlikely candidate for the part. Prior to auditioning for Trek, both men had only a rom-com and dramatic credits to their names, and had never appeared in a fantasy or science fiction film before. Vancouver native hasn't appeared in any major blockbusters which might just work in his favor unlike fellow kirk hopeful chris pratt jackson is a fresh face and has yet to be typecast despite being widely known as pacey witter in dawson's creek astoundingly Jackson's acting choices remain as varied and versatile as ever.
0: Why did you read half of it like Because the rest
1: of this article is so gushing towards it's Joshua true. Jackson. The article goes
0: on to talk about how he's a big Trekkie and that he, and, uh, in certain ways, it's sort of a backhanded compliment of, like, he's a well-known actor who just hasn't done anything that makes him, like, a household name the way that, like, Dawson's Creek did for teenagers in the late 90s. Yeah. So... I don't think this is a bad idea. Like, Chris Pine was such a git for Kirk. Nobody really knew who he was at the time unless you saw The Princess Diaries 2 colon A Royal Engagement. Why not? Why Why not have somebody like Joshua Jackson do this part?
1: Um, I don't think the problem is with Joshua Jackson. I think the problem is that now three movies in, Chris Pine has really kind of become – Kirk for more than just like the Star Trek devotees. So we've managed to eliminate all enemy ships. No one on board was injured. And the successful rescue of the Kobayashi Maru crew is underway. His star since then has really risen to a different level, and that mm-hmm. to replace him with Jackson really feels like soft wind, I guess. Guys,
0: like, I just, if there's one thing I want you to learn listening to this podcast, it's that we should give Joshua Jackson a chance.
1: I agree, but I don't think we should just start with like a major blockbuster film. I think we should we should give him a medium-sized <laughs> But, medium sized but chunk. no,
0: no, why, but why though do we not trust him with a blockbuster? He is a stable name to put in a movie. He's not a nobody.
1: He's definitely not a nobody. Nobody, but i guess i haven't watched anything he's been in since maybe dawson's creek i didn't see fringe a lot of people like fringe
0: which they talk about in the article about how like clearly jj abrams liked, liked him a him, lot yeah. and really wanted to work with him but on a maybe maybe they just saw him and were like this guy is a tv actor and we just don't see him as well i mean chris pine is I mean, perfect
1: maybe that's what it is like chris pine in his earlier work if you go back and watch chris pine and stuff like crazy what is it like the what's the weird assassin movie with jeremy piven and Hmm. ben affleck
0: these words don't (laughs) don't compute for me
1: um what is this movie i keep talking smoking aces like even in that where he plays like like a two-bit like nazi assassin or like skinhead assassin you're still just like this guy is awesome (laughs) look i want to give joshua jackson a chance Hmm. i don't know if Star Trek is that chance, but. What
0: about Mike Vogel? What if this article was about Mike Vogel? <laughs> How would you feel then?
1: Uh, I've worked on a project with Mike Vogel that Mike Vogel was on. And so I, I'm familiar with Mike Vogel's body of work, I, I would say.
0: It's okay told story about Big Bogle. <laughs> I love him because he was like the hot guy in um uh, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movies, which millennial girls I feel like we have a special love for that series
1: a magical pair of pants that you share with your friends
0: right sure. who doesn't <laughs> um next up we have jordan peele in talks to remake clive barker's candy man i feel like this is actually a little misleading because who knows one of our favorite horror movies this isn't again this isn't me talking this is the answer we steal this uh one of our favorite horror movies is the bernard rose directed Candyman, a chilling urban horror film adapted from clive barker's books of blood short story the forbidden urban has a dual meaning in that the adaptation was moved from england to the now demolished cabrini green public housing development in chicago while the antagonist is an urban legend himself and the Candyman, played by tony todd is an artist and a son of a slave who has had his hand severed and was then murdered by bees of course <laughs> Uh, By his lover's father, released in 1992, the film spawned two sequels, the latter being direct-to-video, of course. While lesser-known among the horror icons, Candyman is easily one of the scariest. He can be summoned by saying his name five times while facing a mirror. As for the franchise, it's been dormant for nearly 20 years, and poking around for a revival screening, we learned that the rights have become available once again. While we're unsure who is the current rights holder, what we do know is Jordan Peele is in talks to produce a remake of the film through his Monkey Paw Productions. It's unclear if he plans to direct. How do we know?
1: Yeah, what is it? I don't this know, source? but
0: somebody at Bloody Disgusting knows.
1: Um, also, that it doesn't seem like anyone knows who has the rights. Yeah, what is this?
0: <laughs> I like this. As a, I like this as an idea, though. Maybe this is one of those things where they were like, "Let's start a rumor and just see if it'll happen."
1: I definitely like the idea of a horror franchise with a predominantly like black cast being remade for today mm-hmm. that kind of seems like a big win mm-hmm. especially with jordan peele who's the it guy now like yeah. the person who everyone's after especially after black klansman did you see black klansman mm, I i've seen yet. it twice wow if this is
0: he yeah he should continue he has a really healthy appreciation for horror and comedy, and I I hope this is something he does. I think it would be great.
1: If this is true, I would definitely go see it. Who, like Tony Todd, we've talked to a little bit on this, this pod, is, is kind of a really scary guy.
0: Is he still acting? Could we just yeah. get him to be the Candyman again? I
1: am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Annie, <gasps> I came for you. I think he's edging towards sixty now.
0: I honestly wish that like Keegan Michael Key was like a little more serious. That's exactly what, exactly what I was saying.
1: That's exactly what I was just thinking. not scary. He's, he's not lovable. Scary. I just saw him in a commercial and I was just like, "This is the goofiest." Is man it on the Earth.
0: Rocket Mortgage commercial that plays during Hulu all the time? No,
1: it's um, it's now for like ESPN Plus.
0: Oh wow, yeah. he's, he's like, getting what? that advertising yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. We're right. not that predator money
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right guys let's get into the reboot of bram stoker's dracula it's important that we note that that's the title of this movie uh but before we can do that Ken, why want you hit the people with the rules
0: this is a podcast best listened to with an open imdb we may talk about some people that you've never heard of and you're going to want to look them up we will be talking about a movie that you may not have seen so if you haven't seen 1992's Francis Ford Coppola directed Gary Oldman starring Dracula. Let's be specific here. Pause us right now and go watch this movie. We cannot recommend it enough. Now to the rules. No remakes, reboots, or long lost sequels. We can't do a movie that has already been redone in the last 20-ish years. This includes franchises like Star Trek? Mm-hmm. that pop back up with sequels every few mm-hmm. decades let's let's just clarify this right now while we're on this rule sure listen we know that there are lots of vampire movies there's lots of movies about the character of dracula
1: uh, absolutely
0: what we did was we said let's pick one dracula movie let's pick it to remake it let's just say this one stands alone and that's what we're calling it so don't hit us with we're breaking the rules all you people who talk to us about this all the time don't don't try us Because we're just doing it anyway. Rule number two, no imaginary casting. Our dream cast must be made up of actors that are alive and working today. And rule number three, no tender casting. We can't cast someone just based on how they look. You have to have seen their work and be able to vouch for their talent. So no casting sexy vampires that look like Gary Oldman.
1: (laughs) The sexiest of vampires. All right, guys. This (laughs) is the reboot of Bram Stoker's Dracula.
0: What are you? Nothing, lifeless, soulless, hated, and feared. I am dead to all the world. Hear me.
1: I am the monster the breathing men would kill. I am Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, I don't know if you need an introduction to francis ford coppola but director of such movies as the godfather series apocalypse now and probably a movie that's considered one of the greatest movies ever made jack um <laughs> starring robin williams is it i actually a,
0: really like that movie <laughs>
1: it's a good movie starring uh robin williams as a 12 year old boy um so, the movie stars Gary Oldman as Dracula, which oh he refuses to say any Gosh. other way. Winona Ryder as Mina Murray. Keanu Reeves. Guys, Keanu fucking Reeves. It's is our in this first movie.
0: Keanu movie and I can't believe it's this.
1: <laughs> as Jonathan. Anthony Hopkins as Dr. Van Helsing and Sadie Frost as Lucy Westernra. Um where do we start with this fucking movie i think we have to start with keanu
0: (laughs) i was gonna say can we start with keanu reeves british accent 25th
1: may budapest left budapest early this morning The, the district i am to enter is in the extreme east of the country just on the borders of three states transylvania moldavia and Bukovina. In the midst of the Carpathian Mountains. His like Huntington Beach, Downton Abbey hybrid of just like...
0: What's so funny is I as I was watching the movie and like reading through the trivia, it's I hate when stuff like this happens because clearly people criticized him for being all of it. completely wrong for this part. He was really hot at this point. And so mm-hmm. like he had just come off of doing like one movie. He was going on to another movie and he was like, I'm just... I was exhausted and I didn't get to give this part what I wanted to. And I was like, kind of Don't make excuses for yourself. Like, because do you think if he had tried, if he wasn't tired, that his accent would have been better, that his energy would have been different?
1: I just felt bad the whole time for the way that they, I don't know, it's like they didn't make him talk like this, but it just seemed to be the most glaring mistake. Uh, You could also kind of get on Winona's case I mean, she's also sort of like a young American actress. I like, who, like her
0: performance in this.
1: I, I do, too. But it I, I think her celebrity kind of like threw me off. And, and I think it also was like, well, I, I don't know of the time, but it, it sort of threw me off that it was like, oh, yeah, Win- Winona Ryder of like Heathers and fucking. Uh,
0: like, how did she get here?
1: Yeah, it. It felt a little strange. Like the world has never been without an abundance of beautiful, talented English mm-hmm. actresses. So it just sort of was like, all right, this is a little strange, but I get it. Like you want them to be beautiful, and they're they're sort of the main thrust of the beginning of this movie. But
0: let <laughs> here's the thing. Even Coppola said that he fell under the spell of we need to cast young, hot people to draw people into this movie which is interesting considering this is one of those like tale as old as time stories like you could remake it a million times Mm -hmm. because it's just an enduring thing in and of itself so i just i think it's really interesting that he was like we just have to get the hottest actor we just have to get the hottest actress. like who are the ladies gonna come watch
1: yeah it's a funny misstep and he
0: landed on keanu reeves
1: it's a funny misstep in a movie filled with what i think are brilliant creative directoral choices like all the, the the effects in this movie are all practical they're pay like tremendous homage to like classic monster movies and mm-hmm. like the beginning of cinema and it, it's fun to sort of see these tricks again because in a world of cgi it's like you don't really get that yeah but then it's just like keanu <laughs> like completely oblivious that he's in a castle with a vampire oh my gosh um it's just sort of like man and i love keanu uh I okay i do
0: too i uh, yeah this was a misstep though
1: Let's talk about Gary Oldman as Dracula.
0: Can I say this first about Gary Oldman? I didn't like how many times in the trivia they mentioned that in order, like, it seems like people at various times in this movie were just entirely uncomfortable being in it. And so there were many times in the trivia where they would like, yeah, and then Gary Oldman would just like whisper in their ear and they'd be fine. And nobody ever asked him what he said. They never clarified it. And I was like,
1: that's a little weird. Gary Oldman is a really strange choice for this yes, part yes but he is it really underlines the fact that he is a tremendous actor and mm-hmm. has only until recently won an oscar this guy had to play like 13 different monsters <laughs> like he had to play like it's true
0: and he was like allergic to some of the makeup
1: he had to play like a 14th century romanian knight that turns into like an old mr burns <laughs> like beehive haircut ghoul and then they dress him up as like an odd like he looks like Ozzy osborne circa 19 like 1890 he has, like, long, oh, wavy hair. he's like... His little, like...
0: He's like John Lennon sunglasses.
1: <laughs> his very, like, late 90s kind of, like, new rock look. I think
0: that was my favorite look.
1: And then he transforms into, uh, like, a bunch of dogs, like, ha- like this bear dog, He's a bat.
0: werewolf. He's a bat. He's a
1: bat thing. And...
0: They could have done this many different ways. And so to put him through so much to play the part, he had to go through a lot. And so the fact that we get a... Our- phenomenal performance through so much of that. I mean, yeah, weird over the top accent aside. Yeah. We are in
1: Transylvania, and Transylvania is not England. Our ways are not your ways. I don't think we can play this clip because it's just one word, but there's the part in the movie where he receives the letter from Mina telling Mm -hmm. him that she has found Jonathan. Like, Dracula has captured Jonathan. He's left yeah. him imprisoned in Transylvania under, you know, torturous sexual torture from his like three vampire brides. <laughs> and Jonathan escapes and sends word to Mina. And there's a scene where Gary Oldman is just screaming wins. He's just like wins <laughs> in a room of candles, <laughs> and I'm and his face looks like a prune, like kind of like Buffy the Vampire Pruny Vampire oh, face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm still just like this dude is crushing this role. Which is why it was kind of hard. This was the hardest one, and
0: you found you found his part to be the hardest because I knew like 20 minutes into the movie who I wanted my Dracula to be.
1: It wasn't the hardest, but um, I used one of my Oscar Isaacs. Happy beats here, buddy. Come on. And I,
0: I'm soaking this in.
1: I picked him th- not because of the struggle of picking someone to replace the versatility of Gary Oldman, but I picked him because I, th- I was just like, okay, X Men Apocalypse aside, uh, I think giving oscar isaac sort of a part that requires a lot of pathos is sort of where he can shine a lot like Mm -hmm. he like his role is who's the bad guy in robin hood and the the like russell Crowe robin hood Mm. prince john
0: i googled him so i could look at his face i needed to just i needed to (laughs) soak him in to fully understand your choices uh he was Oh, yeah. He was Prince John.
1: Yeah. Um, his, his turn as Prince John in Ridley Scott's Robin Hood was maybe my favorite part of them that otherwise was just completely and utterly unwatchable. Um, <laughs> But I just like i I just kept thinking about his body work I'm like this guy has been he's played so many different roles throughout different time periods to see him do it in one role I was like I'll watch that and then, and I'm also thinking like he has to be s- sexy you know what I mean like mm-hmm. Gary Oldman does his best to be sexy and the yeah. whole time you're just like i don't buy it you're gary Oldman like <laughs> you're like Which is sinewy not to say and that like, when
0: he was like thirty Gary Oldman wasn't like a good looking guy but he's not he's not a sexy he's not a yeah he's not the like like, because there's really well i mean hollywood i think has sort of shifted our maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong and mm-hmm. hollywood hasn't done this mm-hmm. because i'm just curious how we created vampires to be such like sexual beings i honestly don't know yeah but you i feel like you kind of have to have like a specimen be dracula like it has to be someone that you're like when he's when he's doing the glamour thing and he's like He sees Mina and he's like, now I want her to see me.
1: See me. See me.
0: See me now. Yeah. Like he has to be someone that like when you're when you're like out on the street, you're like, who is that guy? Absence is the aphrodisiac of the cell. The green fairy who lives in the absence wants your soul. But you are safe with me. Who'd you pick? Oh, who did I pick? I knew it. I knew it immediately. I knew when they aged Dracula down. Because let me say, Oscar Isaac. I think I would have to see him do it. Uh-huh. I don't think he couldn't do it. I think he could do it. I would just need to see it happen. I think I. You're stalling. Um, I'm not stalling. I'm just really excited. I cast Jude Law. Uh Sorry. yeah. How? Wait. How? Jude Law's like almost 50, though. Jude Law's 45.
1: Oh, I forgot. Yeah, we've had this conversation but before. But he
0: looks phenomenal.
1: Mm, like you right. would
0: He's not like beefcake hot, but like yeah. when you if you saw first of all, he's got the chops. He could mm-hmm. do it. Second of all, when you su- when you see him age down, like there's just no 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 chance, no dance. <laughs> Mina's not like who's a this guy?
1: Would they give him like his hair back, do you think? Or would he play it like how he is now. Because I actually dig his bald his his, his Wait, would you look.
0: would you want him to have long flowing locks? <laughs> yeah, would you
1: give him a head of lettuce?
0: Yeah, you would. Mm, okay. And he would work it.
1: All right. I, I I'm not gonna besmirch the uh, St. Jude. Um <laughs> but i can see it
0: i i just i knew in my heart of hearts that's who i
1: could he do the accent though
0: 100 percent.
1: are you sure oh yeah did you see anna Karenina? i
0: think think he would just have to take it super slow much like gary oldman did yeah because that accentuates every word he says
1: i mean i casted him a couple months back in like a sort of not similar villainous role but kind of sort of in the same vein so yeah I, i think the pick is great
0: is dracula a villain or is he just lonely
1: Well, in this version, he is the romantic lead. (laughs) He really is the guy who's like, if this was a rom-com, he would be the Tom (laughs) Hanks. Let's make that movie. (laughs) All right. So I think head to head, we have two great Mm -hmm. Draculas. I don't think they're wildly out of any kind of box. I almost picked a guy who was, I don't think anyone really knew who he was, but I just felt like I didn't know his range very well.
0: There were a couple of, I tried, I almost was like, cast a German actor. Cast a European guy who, yeah. could, who could just come a little closer to the, to the feeling of it. And then I was like, I don't know, though. He's the, he's the lead of the movie. So we need to, we just just need more, to be a little more well-known. We just hmm. need
1: more Eastern European actors.
0: Yeah. Where are they at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Are you at?
1: Turkish actors. Where are you at? Uh, all right. Let's move on to Mina, played by Winona Ryder. I don't know how exactly I feel about Winona's performance nor do how I feel about Mina's character in a whole like the way that Mina's introduced is she's like this like prim and proper prudish girl she's not prudish but she's just like virtuous they they,
0: like put her next to Lucy who is like a wild card I think to make her seem more um demure
1: yeah wild card is a very generous way to put it Like the whole scene the whole introduction we'll get
0: to lucy but the whole introduction <laughs> to
1: mina is like she's writing a letter about how desperately she wants to marry jonathan who's like a poorer man he's like hasn't made his way in the world yet and
0: presumably they were like about to get married when he was like i have to, to go on this job yeah. to transylvania <sighs> men am i right and so it's there's this like desperation of how she's just like no just marry me yeah like, let's just like why let's just get married
1: but then they find the Kama Sutra book, and I'm just like,
0: what is this it's scene? It's Arabian nights Can man and woman really do that I did Fibber, you did not yes, I did <gasps> well, in my dreams <laughs> it's not even that scandalous. But it's...
1: It's almost like every picture in Arabian Nights is just, like, pornographic drawing. Yeah. Like, there's no other storytelling in Arabian yeah. Nights but, like, essentially the Kama Sutra. And you're just, like... And they're just, like, giggling, giggling. about it. Yeah. And you're just, like, what is happening here?
0: And Lucy, Lucy, who, honestly, who knows, is probably, like, not even, like, that out there. It's Lu- just, like, yeah, I did that last night in my dreams. I was, like, girl... <laughs>
1: Yeah, like is she bragging or? Is she I just, I,
0: no, I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know what you've done.
1: Lucy sort of seemed like the the friend that you have. That's like, yeah, I have, I've had sex before. I've had sex lots of times, and then just like <laughs> they keep talking about it. Yeah, and then eventually they're like,
0: no, you no, haven't. You, it. Have it. you don't know what you're talking about. Um, you're up. Um, yeah. So this this part has to be a little more. It was a little more specific. I found it a little bit tough for Mina to find the person who felt right comparatively because I found Lucy pretty easy. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> a little double entendre. Um, so I cast Anya Taylor Joy for my Mina.
1: I was very close to casting the same one.
0: She's kind of perfect for it. Like she has, yeah. she has a sort of. Uh, I think she has a side to her where like you can see her make that turn, and when she's being like. Glamorized by, um, glamored. How do you what have I don't know how to, how to use that phrase, what,
1: like what part of the movie? Talking um, about?
0: but yeah, when she's being sort of lured into uh, his under his spell and she becomes more sort of free and open, like I can see her making that turn, mm-hmm. but I can just also see her being very like prim and proper and tight-lipped and just but she's she's a fantastic actress as well and i love seeing her in anything
1: this is a 23 year age difference between your two leads yeah i don't care (laughs) okay i'm just saying a couple weeks ago you railed against how hollywood is always casting older men and pairing them with much younger women
0: yeah well i mean maybe maybe i'm i'm being uh maybe i'm negating myself but i think it's fine
1: um I, and I, I
0: i just feel some type of way about jude law so i don't care
1: yeah i like this pick i mean i i considered her for a while but um her work in thoroughbreds i think sort of toes that line that Mina does where it's like she comes from this very proper worldview like everything yeah. is kind of in its place and but then to sort of arc to a place where she wants to kind of really burn it all to the ground is is sort of interesting to watch for mina through this sort of like Strange and dark, meat cute all the way through Ooh, the actual romance. I don't
0: like that. I don't either because I don't like he's essentially—he's
1: essentially like hypnotizes her and then tries to rape her. Um, but then he—but he holds back because he's not a monster. He's not that much of a monster. <laughs> ah. But uh, until the, like the end, where she's like wants to be a vampire.
0: I want to be what you are. See what you see. Love what you love. You are my love. And my life always.
1: Like she believes that she is Elizabeth Reborn and wants to be with uh
0: Again, because she I mean him. she's all under the I under his um spell.
1: I, I think that's a great pick. Um I went with maybe a little more I don't want to say like in the box choices
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because I really want to talk about the sort of smaller details of the movie and not really worry about who I picked. <laughs> but um, I picked Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones because she's great. She's played this sort of like idol for a long time. Like mm-hmm. Khaleesi, you know, was wanted by all men across the Game of Thrones landscape. And I just know that like she can play the. Well just like everything we talk about like a, the girl who just simply wants to marry her fiance mm-hmm. and then gets enthralled by a dark mysterious stranger with crazy demon powers and then is lured yeah. to near hell.
0: I don't think we've seen her do something like this. It would be really it would be really interesting cuz she brings a very it, it's so fascinating to watch her on Game of Thrones and then see her in real life because she really is a great actress like Mm -hmm. she has such a bubbly personality and is always very like high energy and so to see her be this like forceful commanding queen like i think it would be fascinating to see on the other end somebody who is very like soft-spoken and i would i would like to see that
1: yeah uh, another thing that i think is missed in game of thrones is she can play and has played in other movies like she she really plays a woman who's lost a great love very very well and i think that that's kind of important for the elizabetta part which is very short-lived but it's like if you're going to tie these two characters together like that actress is going to have to come to that understanding like she, she's going to have to like really deliver that for the audience because yeah. that doesn't really land i think coppola does an extraordinary job to draw the lines basically to her and be like see how she's absolutely the same fucking person
0: there is always a princess with gowns flowing white her face is a river she's a river filled with tears of sadness and heartbreak
1: let's move on to jonathan um it's it's weird jonathan is uh, um, maybe it's just the way keanu plays it but he's so friggin naive
0: yeah. Through he, the
1: entire movie until he gets back to London when he's suddenly like an old man.
0: Yeah, he's very passive. And then his like condition when he gets back to London makes him very like weak. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's a weird character. Like, especially how- considering they like wanted somebody who was like the heartthrob of America to be in this movie. Because I'm like, that's not really what the role requires. Like, he brings us into the story, but then we abandon him swiftly.
1: I'm a little nervous. This is probably the pick that makes me the most nervous. Because, nervous? Yeah, because I, of all of the reasons why I was, like, looking for a Jonathan, I'm not exactly sure if he fits that but he's very good looking so i think if that's what the director <laughs> wanted and i was like okay but and also the work i've seen him in was uh from a couple of years ago but he's been getting a lot of like praise i picked Caleb turner from uh he was in green room uh the last living boy in new york
0: oh yeah i definitely see him on all sorts of lists and i'm like i don't know who this guy is
1: yeah i oh, like green room he plays like an american punk rocker so it's not mm-hmm. the same um tramps on netflix yeah uh war and peace oh fantastic beast he's gonna be in fantastic oh beast. Yeah, yeah yeah. the sequel not the first one so i was like he he's a really interesting look that i, I think he's
0: very attractive in the sort of i mean this is like really specific but in a sort of like British man way. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. He's like, cute.
1: Yeah, he has like a, a, a charm to him. But he's very, he's, I guess he's probably just as tall as Kelly. Oh, Kiana, he but.
0: was a model. He's six foot two. It says it right up front yeah. in his IMDb profile. Uh, John, um, like,
1: it, yeah, yeah. Boop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, I almost picked somebody who I realized was in a very, uh, very specific vampire movie. And I was like, dang it he's he's right for this but i don't want to do that mm, i just don't want to put he yeah. but he's a good actor anyway so i picked somebody who i think is a very uh, uh somewhat i think still somewhat new to american audiences but he is controversial good looking okay um and i think he is very fascinating to watch uh through his various odd characters he's played i picked bill scarsgard okay
1: um
0: <laughs> that reaction
1: oh uh, uh, there's this is this my reaction has many levels to it okay okay lay it on me one you and i have had many conversations about whether this person is attractive or well, not well
0: no, no no this is how those conversations go i'll go bill scarsgard Hard eyes emoji and Brian will go, that guy? And I'll say, yeah.
1: I would I'm worrying that like you put him in this movie, people will just be like, he's the vampire. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, he's a great actor. I just recently watched Deadpool 2, and that was like the first thing that he seemed to be acting as a normal person. Cause like I watch Castle Rock and he's just this like weird kind of robotic.
0: I don't know though. Like did husk. you did you make it to the? To I the made it to the end. Penult, Penultimate episode. No, I have not. Okay. Um,
1: um, I think he's a great actor. I mean, he Pennywise the clown and the remake of it. I
0: I also really like. He's th- not
1: my cup of uh, romantic tea. I guess.
0: <laughs> So like the 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 visual that I get when I see Bill Skarsgård and Anya Taylor-Joy together, I think they're both uniquely beautiful people mm-hmm. and they would make a very fascinating romantic match for an atmospheric horror drama.
1: So genetically, you're like, give me the give me the actor and actresses with the biggest eyes. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just so I just pour find it weird. It out. Ladies, sound off. Somewhere about Bill Skarsgård. Back me up. He's he's a really good looking guy. He is hot stuff.
1: Um. Anything else about Jonathan?
0: Nah. He's kind of he's kind of the lamest character. I know. Movie.
1: Part of me was like, I hope Jonathan dies, and like we get this this cool trio of other dudes to come in and maybe like. <laughs> be a better match like
0: trio of other dudes um, no i mean we want jonathan and mina to to be together Okay.
1: how about But uh, he,
0: we could just the character could be fleshed out a little more
1: how about winona Ryder and keanu reeves actually getting married in this movie
0: what a great and the funny thing is it's like they just now are talking about it because they're on the press tour for destination wedding but it's been well known like everybody knew what was happening i think it was just sort of like they were married in the ceremony it's not legal necessarily but, i know um but i <laughs> like love my friend that. was like
1: they didn't sign a certificate. And my other friend was like, yeah, it's just, you know, just in the eyes of God. <laughs> it <was just> like- <laughs> but I,
0: this, uh, if you don't, go read stories about Keanu Reeves and his love life and the heartbreak he's been through. And I just, I, I love the idea maybe that like he and Wynona Ryder just will eventually end, up, end together. up together and just be like, yeah, I mean, it's just always been us.
1: We can be married when I return. We've
0: waited this long, haven't
1: we? Let's move on to Dr. Van Helsing. Uh, played by I almost said Hugh Jackman.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Played
1: by Anthony Hopkins, Oscar award winner. He was just like fresh off of his Silence of the Lambs. And he kind of plays it a little Hannibal-y.
0: Anthony Hopkins is so good in this movie that it makes everybody else look especially terrible. Except for Sadie Frost, who I think gives the best, one of the best performances. Um, Uh Oh.
1: I, I got weird eyes. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of Sadie. I, I really? thought her. I, I thought she was all over the place.
0: Oh, I loved her.
1: But we're here to talk about Sir Anthony. Um, yeah, he really when he showed up, it was just like, oh, this is the level of acting Coppola always usually gets. Yes.
0: And it's so fascinating because the first time we see him, really, other than he also plays, uh, just to be like the physical double. Uh, he plays the priest mm-hmm. who tells Dracula that. Uh, Elisabetta is condemned, but when we see him and he's just like lecturing in a classroom, immediately my brain like shifted gears and I was like, oh, okay, this is a good actor. This is a really <laughs> good actor, just doing and he slowly becomes unhinged i mean it's it's part of the character but i just it was so fascinating that i was like what a weird journey we've been on that seeing this just like amps me up for the next part of the movie Yeah, he's so much better
1: he, he his character than
0: everybody else in the movie his
1: character serves as basically like i'm here to tell you that this problem is a vampire and you're yeah. going to have to help me kill vampires
0: which is so fascinating <clears throat> that the doctor sees her And is like, oh, I've got a guy for this. This ain't no sickness.
1: (laughs) He's my teacher. (laughs)
0: He's my teacher. She lives beyond the grace of God, a wanderer in the outer darkness. She's vampire, Nosferatu. These creatures do not die like the bee after the first sting, but instead grow strong and become immortal once infected by another Nosferatu.
1: One of my favorite Van Helsing moments, which may have informed who I picked, is when lucy is like dying and there's like a storm and van helsing is like this is the night he's coming for her i know keep her guarded we need to keep her safe i'm hungry i'm gonna go though so (laughs) please he's like jack let's get a two-piece let's get out of (laughs) here and then what happens dracula shows up and kicks the shit out of everyone right What 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 a wonderful vampire! There is
0: there's something wildly comedic about where he lands. That I mean, you just you need a high caliber actor to make this work.
1: Which is why I picked Daddy (laughs) Skarsgård. Wait, I picked Stellan Skarsgård.
0: Daddy Skarsgård. Listen, that could have many meanings.
1: Uh, it means one meaning to me. (laughs) Mama Heart Skarsgård. He's the real dad in Mama Mia.
0: Stellar Skateboard.
1: Uh, stellar Skateboard. <laughs> yeah, Stellar Skateboard. Daddy Skarsgård, if you don't know, Interesting. he uh, was in the David Fincher remake of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He was also in the uh, first two Thor movies. Uh, do I have to say Mama Mia 2? Here we go again. <laughs> I think I do.
0: You do. And you just, you just bought yourself another Mama Mia clip.
1: Oh, I have it saved.
0: Mamma Mia. That's a really fascinating choice. He is a very interesting actor. Oh, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean, too.
1: Yeah, he was Jack's dad.
0: Uh, Will's dad. Will's dad. Bootstrap. I'm coming around to this. He
1: plays eccentric very well. He plays, like, borderline weird very well. Yeah. He, while also kind of being someone that you, you tend to... Uh, Root for
0: he's got he's got sort of a twinge of which again I think this might have been informed maybe by the fact that he had just come off of uh, Silence of the Lambs Anthony Hopkins did but there's like a twinge of darkness in him that's a little unsettling uh-huh. and I see that a little bit in picking Stalin scars Guard because he is I think he could do a sort of wacky interesting Ben Helsing but yeah. it would also be a little bit like. Eh. Yeah. Maybe he's crazy.
1: Yeah, like, would you believe him? the the weird The weird thing about Van Helsing that I didn't get was: did Van had Van Helsing a seen a vampire before, and b does he know who Dracula is? Because when he's like reading the book of vampires, yeah. which was like, who wrote that? He he's immediately like, Dracula! Finally, I,
0: I think I think he has seen a vampire before. Maybe it's the kind of thing where it's like. If you've seen a vampire or you're familiar with the lore, you know who, like, Big Papa Vampire of all vampires is. But it's like, hey, it's a myth. Uh, but he, like, sees this and he's like, oh, this is the guy. This is the real guy.
1: Because he has, like, a procedure. He, like, knows yeah. – he has, like, the medical uh, acumen to, like, try and stave off the curse or disease or whatever A it is.
0: blood transfusion? And, yeah.
1: think garlic. <laughs> Oh, but thanks. he also knows that, it's like, if he kills Dracula, then his Dracula's victims will be healed. A okay, as long as they're not turned. Yeah. So who'd you
0: got? Um, I went pretty simple with this one, and um, maybe a little obvious, but I thought this person is a a good actor, b a lot of fun to watch, uh, and maybe a little dark as well. I picked Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz of yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. inglorious Bastards, Bastards. Yeah, 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 yeah. hateful 8
1: um his role in Django ha- it, his role in Django kind of really feels very Van Helsing
0: and the th- what's interesting is that he has been wa- I feel like to a certain degree why not like he is the kind of person who i feel like they've tried to attach to a lot of things like he was blofeld in james bond he's a he's a good actor and i feel like where he's at in his life maybe prevents him from being like super super relevant Mm -hmm. but i'm like why not he's a lot of fun to watch
1: yeah he i mean he's a scene stealer you know what i mean like he he just like he shows up and you're just like I'm just – let's just watch him for three and a half hours. That's a great pick. Um, Thank you. Let's move on to uh, L- Juicy Lucy. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's a burger, all right? Oh, uh,
0: I don't know if everybody knows about that.
1: Let's move on to Lucy. What What are we going to say about Sadie
0: Okay. Frost? Apparently, we are of differing opinions here. I thought she was fantastic.
1: I don't know. It didn't feel grounded to me. It felt kind of hyper mm. and a little – not broad. I don't know. It felt to me like she had or she was already kind of a Halloween monster mm-hmm. when we met her. And then mm. by the time she's a vampire, it's like oh, this feels more real to me now than when she was just like making innuendos about uh
0: But I think what the Texan's Bowie knife. Oh boy. Uh <laughs> The which we'll get we'll eventually get to those guys, because my biggest question about Lucy is her relationship with these three different men um, and why they're all friends. Um, I think she she comes in real hot and I think she's the person that we're supposed to be like, well, we assume that she's the kind of person that Dracula is going to come after. Yeah. And so I just I like that it sort of plays into this thing of like she doesn't deserve what's happening to her no matter who she claims to be in her life. And I think she plays it really well because there's like a joy in her when she's just sort of talking the guys up and then a real like sadness to this thing of like she's sick and so she's the one because like nobody knows what to do, who's gonna succumb to it and who's gonna die. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of, it's profoundly upsetting, yeah, because like no matter no matter what she says and what she claims to be, like she't doesn't, she doesn't deserve to be a monster. So and I just I really loved as well how she's like holding that baby.
1: Where did she get that fucking kid? She's <laughs>
0: holding that baby, and then when she turns around she's like, whoops, come to me Leave these up. Smacks its head. Where did you get this kid? I mean, where can you get a kid nowadays? <gasps> Anywhere, go to the Chuck E. Cheese, pick them up, but it's walk not, out.
1: It's not. I guess they are in London because at times it feels like they're out in the country, but it's it's just like
0: no, they're in the middle of the city, baby. It's not
1: like Interview with a Vampire where they're just like going places to get people oh you know what I mean? interview
0: like, with a vampire this movie is not
1: the, but that but movie at least showed us when they went to get a kid you know what i mean like she just <laughs> shows up with a kid and you're like okay um
0: <laughs> that's the major difference between these two movies <laughs> one of them tells you where we get kids the other one is like don't even bother who did you pick um i picked jodie comer who honestly you probably may not know her for many things except killing eve in which she plays the villain Villanelle Um, and she is absolutely amazing in this show because she plays an assassin who has the most whimsical personality. It's really amazing to watch guys. If you haven't seen any of killing Eve, go at least watch the pilot because it's wonderful. And I think what I liked about her for this is that there's such a playful energy to this like dark character because she's in Killing Eve, like she's a murderer who just has a lot of fun doing what she's doing. And I really liked that for Lucy because I was like, I can see her being this sort of uh, at times almost childlike in the way she and, and Mina interact. But there is this very dark undertone of just like the i could see her pulling off that shift of just like the weight of what's happening happening to her in the second part of her story um that would be really interesting
1: yeah um i've seen bits of killing eve but everything i hear of people who've actually watched the whole thing are just like oh my god it's the best show
0: yeah it's so on good TV.
1: um so i don't doubt it i just don't know her so
0: okay Where
1: it is um i picked chuno temple Oh from, that's good. From uh Black Mass.
0: That's a really good choice. And she's uh, awesome.
1: She's really good and she like what you were talking about the kind of tragedy of her character arc. I think Juno plays a lot of those kind of characters. let mm-hmm. Let's just give a rundown of what she was in. Uh, year 1. <laughs> come on. No. Oh my gosh. Um,
0: she was uh, Black honestly Mass, it sort Sin of reminds City. me of Did you see Atonement? I think I did. Cuz she's like the character who um is like raped at their party. And like, nope. (laughs) I don't think I did. Brian's like, no, I've never seen this movie. Um, and she sort of spins them. She starts out as, I mean, it's a very like Lucy like character. She starts out as the very like knowing worldly girl who, Mm -hmm. who has a transition of, of needing to come back, crashing back down to earth really. Um, and she's wonderful.
1: I think it's hard to pick an actress that, you know, knowing that they're going to have to sort of play a very sexualized role. Mm hmm. Sadie Frost, I mean, is kind of naked half of half of this movie and does a lot of like weird sexual things that sometimes don't make sense. Like she has sex with a werewolf for like 30 seconds. And then well, Gary Oldman turns her the camera and just goes, don't see me. And we are like, I don't want to see you.
0: Well, that's because he has like lured her. He's she's like under his spell. She did, She wasn't just like, hey, yo, vampire boy. Like <laughs> well, she did. No, she did it because she like, you know,
1: I get that. But it's just it it was a vampire thing. I think it's just sort of hard to be like, okay, I have to cast an actor who has to sort of fall into this sort of hyper sexualized Mm -hmm. snare. I think Juno has done a lot of work where she's played characters that have used sex in a lot of different ways. So it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, so this is within her wheelhouse. Uh, which is a way to say that, like, I just didn't want to be like, "Oh, she's done a bunch of na- nude scenes, so yeah, it's fine."
0: Since we're on the topic of Lucy, can we just talk about her three suitors? Oh yeah, played by
1: the Rocketeer. Uh, this is how I, I I always talked. All my notes were like
0: <laughs> the Rocketeer, the said, Rocketeer,
1: Jasper from Girls, and the Carrie Elwes are all in this movie as her oh three gosh. suitors.
0: Honestly, I cannot, I cannot get enough. Of late 80s, early 90s, Carrie The man is beautiful. Billy Why Campbell. Why wasn't he Jonathan?
1: Was he too old? He's probably too old.
0: He's no Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such, he would have been a better choice, but at the time, like, he was no Keanu Reeves. I just,
1: I just thought it was funny that, like, here comes the Rocketeer after, you know, we watched that movie and I was just like, Literally, who is this Literally, Billy
0: guy? Campbell is in, like, two movies and we watched both of them <laughs> for this podcast. But He's no- in nothing.
1: I did enjoy the fact that it was like they play this little mini game off screen of like it's like Bachelorette London 1890. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's like, like
0: who's gonna get her? Who's
1: yeah? They're who's all, she gonna pick? Who's who's she gonna give a rose to? And then ultimately, it's Carrie Elwes, obviously. But um, <laughs> they don't show why it's Carrie Elwes.
0: She's literally just like I made up my mind. Uh-huh. This is who I'm gonna marry. Um, and and the the cowboy like doesn't really get his due. I feel like the doctor has a little more of a like. I mean, he's got a job. He's got an important. He's
1: job. also like an opium addict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the doctor after, but we should get to the most important part of this podcast. Where does Barry Pepper go?
0: Did we pick the same person?
1: I I hope so because um I don't I trust Barry Pepper to do a lot of things. Oh, okay. I do not trust him to do an English accent.
0: Oh boy. <laughs>
1: So I put him as Quincy, the Texan. He's way older.
0: He's too old. He's too old,
1: but fuck it. I mean, I just <laughs> come on. He's I, a Texas Ranger. I, I mean, like, I've never,
0: yeah. I've never heard him do an accent, but I wanted him to be Renfield.
1: Mm, I've never seen him go like that. Bananas. So,
0: I do trust him to, to make character choices. I kept being like,
1: who is this? And I googled it. I was like, Tom fucking Waits?
0: Yeah. Master, you promised me eternal life, but you give it to the pity woman, Dr. Jack! I'm no lunatic man. I'm a sane man fighting for soul. Obsessed with his costuming, his straight jacket that most of the time like wasn't done, and so his like arm sleeves were just like flapping around.
1: At the end though, he's like strapped to the walls, and yeah, I was just really like, "Where cool. did you get this from?" The Beetlejuice set. The oh boy. Um, and then he had all these like metal fingers. Like, let's talk about the the dark. <laughs> what,
0: what if this movie was directed by Tim Burton and it was called Tim Burton's Bram Stoker's Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> and you had to you had to summon dracula by saying his name three times you want to play
1: this game but you know who he would cast as dracula uh johnny depp Yeah.
0: yep and th- we would not be recasting this movie today yeah.
1: um any what do you, you got any uh
0: well, apparently Johnny Depp was like high up on their list.
1: He was like number one.
0: Lots of lots of uh hot early '90s actors were considered. No,
1: not for her, not for Dracula, for Jonathan.
0: Yeah. No, for Dracula. I
1: thought he was considered for Jonathan. Little Winona Johnny Depp reunion. Oh boy. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I read it wrong.
0: Probably. What else? What else do you? How did you? How you have a lot of feelings about this? Explain some of them to me.
1: About the movie? Yeah. I enjoyed like every minute of this movie, Mm -hmm. good or bad. I just thought it was like stylistically something I hadn't seen in a very long time. It was very ambitious. And to know that it like basically saved Coppola's career and company from like from bankruptcy was it was pretty interesting.
0: It's remarkable that all of the effects minus the blue flame. Yeah. Are practical effects. It's all movie magic.
1: And they were created by his nephew.
0: Yeah, he I guess he was given a team to do uh, visual effects and they were like, it's going to cost this much money. And he was like, no, we're not using computers, which honestly could have turned out terribly. It like if, if this movie I I could see it going a completely different way and everyone being like, yeah, he should have just like let somebody do this. But it turned out so cool, like them shooting some of the stuff backwards to just make it a little more creepy looking or how they used like actual mechanics and also like a working magician to figure out how to like raise him up
1: Yeah the camera tricks the, the stagecoach scene I thought was like so off. like the speed the, when like, the carriage pulling comes out. him
0: in and even just the fact that they like like when he uh when Mina drops the um what is she drop what is she holding she drops something in the street and he picks it up and his hand is like I mean like just using a double to do that like yeah. It's stuff like that where it's like people just don't – we just don't make movies like that Yeah, anymore. like all the
1: old shadow work on the wall. Like, yeah. It was just really well done. I love the – when Dracula goes all hereditary on the castle wall and Jonathan's still like, what's sort happening here? He's of looking here?
0: at it like, this is a little suspicious.
1: <laughs> Dracula's straight up crab walking yeah. on the side of the castle and Jonathan's just like, I've seen many strange
0: things already. Bloody wolves chasing me through some blue inferno. Something mm. tells me something's off about this. probably shouldn't have written those letters. Kill fellow. Telling all my family
1: that I'm going to be here a month.
0: Oh my gosh. My, my reaction. I've definitely seen this movie before and still my reaction when he's like, you should write letters saying that you're going to be here for a month and how Jonathan's just like, okay. I was like, a month?
1: How about when Dracula freaks out? I could have just watched the Jonathan Dracula in the <laughs> castle when he writes oh, – first of all, he writes his letter – he signs his letter D, like a text. He's like, D. welcome to Transylvania. D. He's well, hot. that's, that's
0: almost soon. what Coppola wanted to call the movie because he wanted it to stand apart from all the other iterations Dracula's. of Dracula. He just wanted to call it D. <laughs>
1: To all the young filmmakers out there, never replace the title of the main character with the single letter of that character.
0: What I really loved reading about in the trivia was just the the idea that they took not just like the original story that Bram Stoker wrote, but also the way it's been portrayed in film before and tried to marry all these ideas together to make something that was a blend of what ultimately is what people say is the truest interpretation of the book, but includes like... Some of the famous like lines from other movies, or just I- ideas for how the characters relate. Um, I mean, it's it, they did a really good job of making uh, a sort of spooky vampire movie as simply as possible, with mostly like you know kabuki outfits. <laughs> okay.
1: Anything else? We did it. All right. Well, let's uh, get this Annie Lennox song going and uh, wrap oh, it up.
0: Boy, that's <laughs> exactly what we need,
1: guys. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Boot. If you like this episode, please tell your friends about it and please share it. Check out our past episodes and our future episodes. More importantly, because we'll be doing our Halloween theme all through October, and everyone's gonna want to get in the mood. So light a fire, carve a pumpkin, and put on one of our pots. Kenna, how can the people find us?
0: You can find this podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get. Your podcast, just give us a search. You can find us together as one on social media at the boot podcast on Twitter and at Boot Podcast on Instagram. And you can find us separately because we're like Van Helsing and Dracula. I'll let you decide who's who at Kennetrand and at Flimby.
1: We'll see you next time.
0: Bye. Yeah, she was in great pain. Then we cut off her head and drove a stick to her heart and burned it, and then she found peace.
1: Doctor!